that you are either in the midst of your Christmas Eve celebration, and thank you for making this a part of it, or when you leave here, you're going to get started with your Christmas Eve celebration. Either way, this is an important part of that, I think. You know, every year about this time, I get a little bit melancholy. They use that word anymore? Melancholy. A little bit nostalgic, I think. And I, I think back to Christmases past, to my childhood Christmases gone by, and my memories remind me that the world moved at a slower pace back then. Life was just simpler, wasn't it? In fact, it was just two Christmases ago that Angela noticed that I was moving at a pace that was a little bit, well, let's just say it was quick. I was a little bit overwhelmed. Not much has changed, I guess, in those two years. But the, the point was I wasn't taking any mental health time for myself. You ever take mental health time, you know, where you just kind of check out of your responsibilities for a brief time and just focus on getting uh, your head together. Anyway, she knows me well, and she knows that if there's something distracting me and making me lose focus, well, the truth is this season of year brings with it thoughts about my dad and my brother, Michael, both of whom we lost many years ago during the Advent season. And it, it, it seems like just yesterday. But Angela noticed that I was looking at model train catalogs. It's Christmas time, right? Model train catalogs, because there's something about Christmas time and toy trains that just floods my mind with this peaceful, joyful connection with my older brother and with my dad, because we, well, my dad got us started in toy trains when I was just about Cooper's age, and we just had such a bond over that experience that Christmas just takes me back there. And so two Christmases ago, Angela got me a train set because she knew I needed some way to relax and engage in some healthy self-care. And, and, well, the truth is today, confession, that train set takes up two-thirds of a three-car garage. Yeah. That's okay. Because whenever she says something about it, I remind her that she started it. <laughs> right? True. Now, my dad, my brother, and I, we collected these Markland trains, which they're, they're made in this little toy factory in Gopingen, Germany, a little town in Germany. And before they made toy trains, well, they made toy trains, and then there was the war, so they probably made parts for machine guns. And then later on, they went back to toy trains. That's a whole other story, I guess. But they've been making toy trains there since 1859. And it's a rich history, which I think is part of the appeal of these things. And every Christmas growing up, my dad, my brother, and I would add to our train layout. A locomotive or two, some railroad track, a few train cars, a building. Slowly, we started to create this city.
More than the trains, as I look back on it, was this sense of family. A sense of family. Of safety. Of belonging. Of security. Of joy and peace. See, those trains represented all of that to me, and I suppose they remind me of that still. It was just simpler. And as I look out at all of you and I see family, I wonder if there's something in your Christmas's past that brings you back to a time like that. I, I pray that there is because those memories are to be treasured. You create memories in your Christmas tree sweaters and your And it occurs to me that things are just not so simple now, are they? If we aren't careful, when we, when we turn on the news tonight, please don't, it's Christmas Eve. But if you were to, suddenly your fondest memories of Christmas is past and this harsh present day reality, well, they just collide. And we realize that things just aren't so simple today. We live in this world And it seems miles and miles and years and years away from toy trains and family and safety and belonging and security and joy and peace. It just seems sometimes that we are walking in darkness. Living in this land of deep darkness just like Isaiah described in the passage that Sherry read from Isaiah 9. There are Many people in darkness across the world, and they are afraid. But see, the scriptures bring us good news, don't they? No matter what the present darkness, light always penetrates. The world before the advent of Jesus was a dark place also. But this light, this light penetrated the darkness. And you heard how it happened just as Angela read in Luke. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night and an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid for see I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. See, the glory of the Lord shone all around them. What was that like? It's not just light. It wasn't just light. It was glorious light. You have to get this in your head. Light so bright and full of glory that the angel's first words to the shepherds was, Fear not. Don't be afraid. Glorious, terrifying light that caused them to be afraid at first, but with the reassurance of the angels, glorious light that brought 
the light of truth, the light of the good news, brought the good news of great joy for all the people. That's a different kind of light, isn't it? Because the Messiah had been born. Not just for the nation of Israel, but for all people. There's a passage of scripture in Titus 2 that explains just exactly what that means to us. Titus says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. That's why he came. See, God's readiness to give and forgive in the proclamation of the angels in the birth of the Messiah That readiness to give and forgive that God poured down on us was now made public. It wasn't a secret anymore. Salvation was available for everyone now. And we're being shown how to turn our backs on this godless, indulgent life that we like to take advantage of. How to take on a God-filled, God-honoring life instead. This new life is starting right now. And this announcement was just whetting the appetites of humanity for the glorious day when our great God and Savior Jesus Christ appears. He offered himself as a sacrifice to free us from this dark, rebellious life into something good, something pure, making us a people that God could be proud of. Right? Energetic in goodness is what the message says. And so that's good news. That's good news for us. He doesn't, it doesn't stop the horrific events that are on the news every night. It doesn't. And I have to admit that I too struggle with the things that go on in this fallen, broken world. If the Savior has come, why does this stuff persist? But in the midst of the bad news, we have to remember that there are stories of those who are saved. There are those who spring into action to defeat the attack of evil. There are those whose lives are forever changed by the renewed faith and the prayer that these experiences, this bad news, brings into their lives. Countless stories where God is at work using all the tragedy to reconcile people into right relationship with Him. We just have no idea how these things will all play out when we hear them. But God knows. He knows. And we can be assured that He will use them for our highest good and for His greatest glory because light will always penetrate darkness always 
the light of hope, the light of love, the light of joy, the light of peace. Because the light of Jesus Christ has entered the world, light will always penetrate darkness. Just like Isaiah wrote, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light and those who lived in a land of deep darkness on them, light has shined. And so fear not. That's the message that I came here tonight to tell you. Whatever darkness happens in the world, the light is coming. Whatever struggles you're enduring, the light is coming. Whatever burdens you're carrying, the light is coming. Whatever hopelessness and anxiety and worry and hard times and suffering that you're going through, fear not, the light is coming. For a child has been born for us. A son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders and he is named. Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. Fear not. For not only has Jesus come. But he is coming again. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.